This is the John Oakley Show podcast. All right, we're back into it. Great day for talk radio. Not a great day for folks who facing the rent bogeyman and uh, can't meet the obligation. We've talked about this in the run-up to it, but uh, this is it now. D-Day is here, and uh, for a lot of people, they're uh, racked with anxiety. Others perhaps uh, feeling a sense of uh, rebellion, that uh, this is grossly unfair when so much help is coming to others in the uh, society or the economy. They're left behind, and uh, we've talked to tenants and landlords alike in uh, the first segment of the program, but I wanted to speak to uh, something that is seeing tenants sort of galvanized around a theme, and that is Keep Your Rent. It's a campaign that is uh, prioritizing necessary expenses, and one who is sort of instrumental in being a part of this campaign is Ivan Brochu. He's an organizer with the Mabel Neighborhood Organization, and he's joined the Oakley Show. Ivan, how are you this afternoon? Oh, you know, uh stuck indoors with everybody else. <laughs> I hear you all right. It's not happy days for sure, and certainly not for a lot of tenants who couldn't make the rent. So uh, you're talking about these folks uh, are deciding to do the responsible thing by keeping their rent and prioritizing necessary expenses. When you say doing the responsible thing, you know, I just heard about 10 minutes ago from a landlord who feels that people in the position of not being able to pay the rent are grossly irresponsible. Uh, saying that, you know, folks should have prepared at least for the rainy day, had a rainy day fund, and not left themselves in that predicament. What do you say in response to that landlord? Well, I'd say in response that we're finding out lots of people have been living paycheck to paycheck, uh, businesses including. Uh, So, I don't know, sounds kind of like a little bit of a hypocrisy coming out of there. Uh, You know, if your biggest expense is rent, and you lose your job, and your decision is like, well, do I get groceries or do I pay rent? I think most people are going to choose not to starve. Which is understandable. And uh, yet, you know, again, the landlord came back with the response that uh, he too is being squeezed because he's got fixed costs. I mean, the mortgage is already paid, so he's not talking about the mortgage necessarily and getting relief on that front from the banks or the government compelling the banks to give relief. Uh, he's saying, you know, you've got hydro, uh, you've got taxes that are not even being deferred, uh, all the other water, so on and so forth, waste removal, blah, blah, blah. What do you say to a landlord, though, if uh, tenants are withholding the rent, but they've still got their fixed costs that they've got to meet? Well, uh, I just kind of say the risk of doing business from a landlord's perspective, some some stuff is going to, you know, this stuff happens. But mainly, like, the idea that landlords aren't going to get help from the government just kind of falls flat on its face when businesses are being bailed out left and right while we don't see any concrete rent relief. Well, by the same token, though, I mean, uh, it may not be direct rent relief, but they're saying people who have lost their jobs are going to be looked after. They're not going to fall through the cracks. Even if you're in the gig economy and you're not tied into an employer, you'd qualify for two grand a month for four months. I mean, there's money coming in. Who are the sure, people who are... You can qualify for it. Like, I've been well, looking I'm... at that and, you know, trying to help some people out uh, in the middle of, you know, making sure people can make their rent and whatnot. Uh, you know, keep it and, you know, there's going to be all kinds of expenses people aren't going to expect either. So, like, groceries is one thing, but if you, if, you, if you can meet your rent, but then you have nothing else, what are you going to do if something comes up? Like, well, is it just, a, you know, global pandemic. 
No, I understand. But So you're saying the answer is kind of the scorched earth approach. Just nobody's paying their rent at all. What about going to the landlord and trying to cobble together a deal? I heard from landlords who said they were willing to be sympathetic to the plight of people. They know everybody's undergoing hardship right now. And some have carved out deals. I mean, it depends on the nature of the deal, I suppose. If landlords are being, you know, compassionate and they understand that this is, uh, uh, you know, something that, you know, affects everybody, you know, that's nice. But it's not the majority of landlords. majority of landlords are big, like, behemoth corporations that uh, aren't reaching out to the tenants. All right, so you're saying the approach then is uh, everybody gather around, and uh, if you've got a critical mass, you keep your rent, don't pay the rent, and uh, what do you do going forward from there? I mean, how long do you de- determine that you're going to keep your rent? Uh, as long as is necessary. Yeah, but who sets that standard then? Uh, it sounds arbitrary, and it's kind of a floating timeline. So any renter deciding they don't want to pay the rent, goes on indefinitely uh, and maybe awaits eviction, but even that's becoming increasingly difficult. So who, how do you make sense of this standoff? Well, the way it makes sense to me is, like, let's say one of these landlords who are trying to make these deals comes up to me and says, uh, you know, I don't know, my rent is like 1200 or something like that. And he says, uh, well, okay, can you pay like 500 700 you know, whatever. Uh, now, May, May rolls around. I still got that extra uh, half of the rent or whatever left to pay. Now, am I expected to pay rent on top of rent? You know, it's just you're going to be playing catch-up. Well, you have folks who what they really need is not more anxieties in a time of global crisis. All right. I'm just saying if uh, you've got a landlord willing to take 60 or 70 cents on the dollar uh, and people are okay with that or they can work that arrangement uh, rather than just keeping the rent themselves entirely and hanging the landlord out to dry. I mean, it's kind of a a two-party dynamic in play here. You would agree with that, wouldn't you? Um, In what sense? Well, I mean, the landlords have obligations too, as I said earlier, and I heard from some landlords and some are small business people for whom this is their principal source of income. Some are retirees who have decided uh, later in their life this is what they're going to draw on. They'll have a staple income coming in on a monthly basis. What happens to sure. them? Where's this? Sure, but I don't think that represents the majority of landlords and the majority of the situations that tenants are facing. All right. Like, so what you're saying is I, the big guys, the big guys deserve what they get. I mean, they're the rampant uh, or uh, rapacious capitalists. You've also said uh, protections, not profits, are the operative phrase for tenants. So you see everybody as somehow capitalizing here on the poor tenant. Well, I'm not saying everybody's doing that, but it's certainly happening. Uh, I can give you some examples of just the uh, the building you were talking about uh, earlier, four eight seven five Dundas. Walk us through it then quickly. Sure. Well, since Starlight and uh, Sterling Carmar took over the building last year, uh, there's been a number of changes that they're just kind of like trying to jam through, uh, including trying to force people to change their, uh, you know, payment method. Everybody used to just drop off checks at the super, you know, uh, try to make that impossible to do. We or- we helped them organize around that. They won those victories. Uh, victories around that and some other issues. Uh, you know, they're trying to push uh, 
balcony upgrades that the tenants basically feel are unnecessary uh, to just try to jack up, jack up the rent. That started up again. We were supposed to have a meeting just before the pandemic got like announced. Um, and now they're basically claiming that, again, you can't pay by check, uh, security concern regarding COVID. But they didn't seem to have any problems uh, going door to door, leaving leaflets everywhere to explain that. So, I don't know seems kind of hypocritical that they have no trouble going everybody's door, but apparently picking up rent is one step too far. So let me ask you, Ivan, I mean, is this a case where, okay, uh, you've got some bad landlords. I'll agree with that much. There's no question. Uh, Heard of too many horror stories. Is there no protection in law like a Landlord-Tenant Act that protects these tenants against those kinds of violations? Sure. Uh, I mean, the RTA exists, but, uh, and, and as well as like, you know, the, the, the stoppage on uh, evictions going forward and stuff. But that's not enough. Like, people are still being threatened. Like, th- there's nothing stopping a landlord right now from posting an eviction notice, an, uh, an eviction notice. Just because it's not going to be enforced uh, this week or next month doesn't mean it's still coming down. It's not coming down the line. And we don't know the timeline on that, too. Uh, I hear landlords complain it's become increasingly difficult to evict, even when they feel they're on solid ground. Uh, So I don't know how we'll reconcile that here and now. Let me just ask you finally, then, uh, with this campaign, Keep Your Rent, about how many people have signed on for this, or to the best of your knowledge, is it gaining momentum? How many people have not paid their rent today? Well, uh, as best as we've been able to, you know, get into contact with the the area, we have about, uh, you know, 20 to 10 to 20 people not paying rent in specifically that building, 4875. And approximately about 30 people in the general neighborhood that we've been able to get in touch. But the real issue, it's, yeah, it's not a regular rent strike. You know, it's not really a matter of people who are just withholding rent because they find things are unfair. Overwhelmingly, it's people who have to make the difficult decision of keeping their rent because it's that or they just can't cover everything else. And, you know, there's tons of people across the city, across Canada, you know, that are in this boat that we, organizations like us, haven't been able to reach. And the help that the government is promising is, well, already, in fact, too late. You know, April is here. None of that is arriving yet. And in some cases, uh, it doesn't it doesn't apply to everybody who needs the help. So tell me then quickly how you would uh, structure government help assistance to people who can't make the rent. Uh, they're in dire straits uh, with the amounts being asked, and they've got to choose between food or the rent. So they've chosen food. Where do you uh, draw the line, and what would be the qualifiers here? What criteria? Well, I feel something a little bit more universal. Uh, it's not really the time to nickel and dime people and figure out, uh, you know, what what uh, line we need to draw in the sand. The fact is people need help. And th- that help should be easily available to them. You know, that would For, solve most of the problems we're facing right now. All right, because yesterday, Andrea Horvath, the leader of the NDP, was on with us and said uh, she was promoting something $2,500 per month for up to four months. So uh, ten grand in total for any and all renters. And uh, she put a price tag on it, two to three billion, just blue skying, hard to tell, but uh, this is for people who can't meet the obligation. 
you think some kind of a model like that, or would that be right for abuse? Whatever abuse comes pale in comparison to the help it would provide. I think that's a very good start to trying to address uh, a very large aspect of the crisis that COVID-19 is, you know, thrust upon us. Because it's not like the tenants, uh, you know, have caused this problem. It's it's something that was going to happen whether or not, uh, you know, COVID-19 showed up or some other pandemic. You know, this this was going to happen whenever some kind of big health care crisis would have occurred. All right. So the government would bail out the tenants and the tenants in turn pass the rent on to the landlords who say they're being squeezed or they've got fixed costs and uh, they're not getting a holiday from paying to the banks or whomever, the mortgage holder. Ivan, got to let you go. I appreciate your weighing in. So you've got the, uh, it's not a rent strike, but it's keeping the rent. Uh, this is the campaign in Etobicoke, specifically started around this building on Dundas West, and uh, you're hoping to see it Oh, I, I, would, I would like to correct that. Uh, it was Parkdale Organized that started it. And, and, oh, you're uh, right, in 2017. Correct. I remember now. All right. Ivan, we'll let you go. Appreciate it, and we'll keep uh, on top of this story and see where it goes. Thanks for your time. Stay well. All right. You too. Thank you. Ivan Brochu, organizer with the Mabel Neighborhood Organization. You know, I think it behooves me to try to take some calls in the aftermath of that. I mean, this is something, big, big story today, April 1, meeting a rent obligation. Uh, not an easy thing, obviously, if you don't have money coming in. And there is government assistance for people who have lost their jobs, are, are falling through the cracks, even if you're not attached to an employer in the gig economy. They've talked about, Bill Morneau did just last hour, uh, $2,000 a month for four months. Is that adequate to meet a rental obligation? Are landlords cutting you some slack? Is what Ivan Brochu is saying, and Andrea Horvath pretty much uh, put a framework to it. Government steps up, pours a whole lot of money to tenants, and then the tenants take care of the landlord and their demands. Or is that too arbitrary and also ripe for abuse, as I was saying? Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio.